Hi, welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and I'm the founder of Gem Yoga here in New York City and a kids yoga teacher for over 10 years now. Welcome to Episode 8, Kids Yoga for Your Home. This episode is for parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, caregivers, teachers, anyone who has young children in their life that they would like to share yoga with. I'm going to be offering you some simple, fun ideas on how you can integrate yoga in your home or in your classroom. And you don't even need to have your own yoga practice necessarily to try these exercises out. The thing is, yoga is everywhere Yoga is anywhere. You don't have to go to a yoga studio. You don't have to wear yoga pants. You don't have to be flexible. Yoga is wherever you are. And it's really just a conscious choice of deciding to integrate yoga practices into your day-to-day life. So today I'm excited to share with you ways you can do this very simply Um, It doesn't have to be formal. You don't necessarily need to roll out a yoga mat or even announce it's yoga time, any of that. It's ways that we can sprinkle yoga in throughout the day. And it will be beneficial for you and it will be beneficial for the children in your lives if you think of it as that metaphor of a cup. Imagine you are the cup and If your cup is full, it's easy to then share whatever is inside your cup with others. However, if your cup is empty because you do not have the time or energy to take care of yourself, it's very hard to then give to others, especially the little kids in our lives. So my hope is that in this episode, you can learn some yoga that you can try for yourself, and then yoga you could then share with your children. Remember, your cup needs to be full in order to give, in order to be your happiest and be your kindest. And as a parent myself of two young children, I have a four-year-old and my son is almost one now, I speak from experience that I don't always have a full cup. Actually, to be quite honest, especially in the first year of life, um, through infancy and through sleep deprivation and teething and all those things, and then with the second one, also dealing with, you know, this big change to our family and big emotions from everybody, it's hard to fill that cup up. Sometimes I feel like I take some time for myself and I very quickly am depleted again. But what I have found helps is sprinkling in some conscious yoga throughout my day in small, small ways, ways that are probably not even detectable to most people, but that I know I have kind of in my pocket as these tools of recharging my batteries, getting a little energy, recentering myself so that I'm able to be there and be present with my children as much as possible. Now, please keep in mind, no one is perfect. 
This isn't meant to be a way to be the perfect parent or the perfect teacher or any of that. This is simply yoga for you, yoga for your kids to help you feel a little more energized or a little more centered. So let's get started. I decided that I'm going to first give some yoga exercises for caregivers. So as I mentioned, this is for parents, teachers, babysitters, aunts and uncles, anyone who's caring for small children. Um, A few things that I have tried that have helped me. So first of all, deep, slower breathing. Ironically, my dog Romeo is next to me right now doing his very deep, slow breaths, which you'll probably hear at some point. But deep, slow breathing, it is a signal to our body to calm down and relax. When you consciously slow down and take some deep breaths, you are sending a message to your brain that it's okay to calm down and relax. You are signaling your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the part of our nervous system that helps us to find calm and relaxation in the body as opposed to that fight or flight response. So it's sending those signals to activate your nervous system to calm down, slow down, and relax. So number one, deep, slow breaths are so important and so helpful. A kind of breathing that helps me personally involves counting. So I have found this works for me pretty quickly. If I'm feeling very overwhelmed, if I'm suddenly triggered and feeling really angry and like I could snap, I try to remember to do this simple counting breath. And what it is, is I inhale through my nose, counting to three. One, two, three. I hold my breath for four. One, two, three, four. Then I exhale through my mouth for five. One, two, three, four, five. So again, that's inhaling for three. Holding the breath gently for four, exhaling for five. Remember, this is for caregivers. As I mentioned in our breathing episode, children are not going to be practicing breath retention. It's not safe for their bodies. So this is for adults. Inhaling for three, holding the breath gently for four, exhaling for five. Personally, I have found counting works for me. It helps me kind of, once I'm starting to count, that's all I'm focused on. My mind isn't going a million places. I'm able to just get three counts in, four counts hold, five counts out. I do probably three, four, five of these breaths, depending on where I am, how much time I have. And I have found that it pretty quickly calms me down, gets me out of that heightened state that I might be in and helps me to slow down. So that works for me. There are other ways that you can do deep breathing. You can just simply put your hands on your belly and feel your belly rise and fall. If you 
are in a place where you can close your eyes, you can do that. Find for you what kind of deep breathing helps you to stop and relax, whether it's the counting breath I mentioned, the belly breath with your hands on your belly, or something else. It doesn't really matter. It's what helps you to slow down and breathe. And what do you remember to do in those moments of heightened emotion or just circumstances around you with young children where there's a lot going on and you need to just stop and get centered. So deep breathing is my number one recommended yoga exercise for caregivers. Number two, I find myself when I can, I take a few minutes to stretch. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm rolling out my yoga mat and putting on a playlist and putting on my yoga clothes. That's extremely rare at this point in my life. I often stretch while I'm playing with my children. So I'm on the floor anyway, so if I can, I might as well uh, do some forward bending or a lot of shoulder opening I find helpful because I'm nursing and I'm picking up my son and I'm always hunched over, so doing some shoulder opening, stretching. I stretch sometimes while... One of my kids is napping and the other one is at school. I stretch sometimes while my older daughter is watching Peppa Pig and I'm letting my one-year-old ransack the bookshelf and (laughs) just toss everything around. You know, it's not going to look like an Instagram-worthy stretching moment, but it works for me. It doesn't really matter. If you have one minute, two minutes maybe five minutes. That would be a novelty with young children. Get on the floor, stretch, open up your shoulders. If you can, do some hip opening and do some deep breathing while you're stretching. I have found this this could change my day dramatically, and it's just a few minutes. And sometimes um, my daughter then wants to join in, or my stretching is cut short by my son needing me or starting to crawl on top of me, whatever. Remember, life is messy. Kids yoga is messy. Yoga for yourself as a caregiver is messy. Just having that intention of, okay, I'm going to take this minute for myself will make a world of difference. Another technique you can use as a caregiver is a body scan. So I discovered that this helped me immensely with my daughter when I had her and I was nursing all the time and I was completely forgetting about myself, my needs, even my nutrition. You know, I was just eating whatever was around. I was thinking more about her diet and not thinking about myself. So it hit me one day. I was nursing and I'm like, you know what? I'm sitting here anyway. Instead of just aimlessly scrolling through my phone yet again, Maybe I'll close my eyes and I'll scan through my body and I'll see how I'm feeling. So put my phone down. I close my eyes, starting at my head. Okay, notice how is my head feeling? How is my mind? Is it racing? Is it overwhelmed? Is it foggy from sleep deprivation? And then I would scan down to my throat. Then notice my shoulders arms, fingers, scanning down to my chest, my ribs, my belly, my hips, my legs, 
attention then down to my feet, my toes, and it's very simple. Just noticing each of these parts of your body, not judging or thinking, oh, this, I can't believe how tight I am, and oh, I need a massage and all that stuff. (laughs) You might get all those thoughts, that's fine, but it's simply a noticing, and I found, I'm like, wow, I haven't checked in with myself in a long time. So this technique of doing a body scan in a moment where you might be able to just stop, close your eyes, tune in, check in, can be really, really helpful as a caregiver. And it doesn't take long, and it's not complicated, but it is very grounding. I find once I tune in, notice my body, I can make notes to myself. I could say, oh, wow, yeah, I do have a lot of tension in my shoulders. Maybe later, at some point, I could do some stretching for that. Or it would be a huge novelty at this point. Maybe later, if both kids get to bed at a reasonable time, I could go in the bath for five minutes, whatever it is, or take a nice hot shower without being interrupted by my little ones. So body scan, another really great technique. So caregivers listening, three simple yoga techniques you can try while you're caring for your children. One, deep breathing. Two, stretching. And three, body scan. Very easy techniques you can try out, see if they help. You might prefer one over the other, depending on your mood. You might have a different deep breathing exercise that works better for you. Doesn't matter, this isn't formulaic or strict, just some inspiration for you. It is not easy to care for young children if you're a stay-at-home parent, If you're a teacher, if you're a working parent, if you are a babysitter, if you are a family member taking care of children, it is very draining. It is very rewarding and it is very draining and it takes a lot. So take care of yourself as best you can in these small ways that are not overwhelming and see if it makes a difference for you. Okay, now... How do we introduce some kids' yoga throughout our day for our children? I have interviewed now a number of kids' yoga teachers who are also parents, and I've asked them, what does yoga look like at home with your child? And most people have been saying, you know, it looks a lot different than I envisioned. You know, I thought since I'm a kids' yoga teacher and this is my place of expertise. I had these visions of rolling out the yoga mats and having a yoga practice with my son, with my daughter. And it just hasn't happened because life is super busy. And when you're the full-time caretaker of a child rather than just their yoga teacher for 45 minutes or an hour a week, it's very different. So I think it's more about, as a parent, I have found in my experience, sprinkling in yoga throughout the day at different moments rather than having a formal yoga class with your children, which could happen too. But for me, it's more realistic to think, you know what, I'm just going to have little bits of yoga when I can um, to help us have fun or get grounded or switch our energy. So here are some ideas for you. And these are 
some exercises for kids ages two and up, you'll find some of them work better for younger children. Some will work better for older children. But here are some ideas. Number one, introduce a sound that signals relaxation. So you can use a chime. You can use a bell. You can use a singing bowl. Really any type of small instrument that has a resonance to it. So if it's a Tibetan bell and you ding the bell, that sound is going to go on for 10 seconds, 15 seconds, however long. And that sound can be a signal that we're going to stop and pause. The same thing with the singing bowl. I have a singing bowl at home. And the sound is really mesmerizing, even with babies. When I'm teaching story time yoga to caregivers and babies, I start the class by sounding the singing bowl. And that sound goes on and we all quiet down and listen. And I have found even the youngest babies are kind of drawn to the sound. It's reminiscent of the sound of om, that vibration. So having a chime, a bell, a singing bowl, something handy that just signals stop, breathe, and listen. This can work really well at home. This can also work really well in a classroom setting. Number two, use a Hoberman sphere, also known as a breathing ball. So a Hoberman sphere is this cool little sphere-shaped plastic thing (laughs) that um, expands and contracts. So it's, I will put a picture of this actually on my Instagram page. And basically how it works is as you inhale, you pull the Hoberman sphere to expand and it becomes big. And as you exhale, you close it back up. I have introduced this to both my children. So my four-year-old now knows that one way she can potentially calm down is by grabbing her breathing ball and she'll hold it and take deep breaths with it. My almost one-year-old now, it's super cute. When I when he sees the Hoberman sphere, he goes, ha. Ah. So he knows already from just watching us that this ball represents a deep breath. It's an awesome visual and it is just so good for really any age, even adults. It's just this great way to see how the expansion is offering us room as we inhale and as we exhale, it closes back in. So a Hoberman sphere, also known as a breathing ball, is a really great tool for you to have around in your home, in your classroom. And they come in different sizes. I have a small one at home. There's also larger ones. Just Google it, Hoberman sphere, and you'll find that, and I think you'll find it really fun in teaching breathing to children. Number three, create a mind jar. Depending on the age of your children, you can create the mind jar together. I found this really great kit that Sesame Street made. It's called the Calming Jar Kit. I think they are sold at Barnes & Noble only at this point. That's where I found it. So it's the Sesame Street Calming Jar Kit, if you're interested. Um, And I found this was great because in this kit, I had the jars. I had all the supplies we needed in order to create these really fun, fun mind jars. So 
What is a mind jar? It is, imagine a mason jar, and it's filled with water and glitter. And when you shake up the mason jar, what happens to the glitter? It's going to scatter everywhere, right? So we place the mason jar back down, and as we watch it, the glitter is going to slowly settle to the bottom of the jar. So imagining this image, this is a really powerful way to slow down, watch something settle. Just like our minds can get super crazy, can get that glitter scattered everywhere and just moving around everywhere and swirling. And once we stop, become still and breathe, our minds can settle. So a mind jar is such an awesome tool to have at your home, in your classroom. And they're very simple to make. I mentioned the calming jar kit that I used with my daughter, which I loved because it had glitter. It also had like little stars, little hearts you can put in. It had food coloring. You can add a drop or two of that to make different colors. And it had glycerin in it, which helps with the, the glitter to... Um, move around a bit slower and not fall as quickly. But there are a few recipes you can use in order to create the mind jars. You can use a jar or a, a water bottle. Plastic water bottles are probably best for young children rather than a glass mason jar that could break. Vox water bottles are good. They're a cylinder shape and they just work really well because you could see there's no ridges or anything. They're very smooth so you can see really well. You'll just need some warm water. You can use glitter glue. You can get extra glitter. You can add food coloring. Really, just look this up online. You'll see a bunch of different recipes that are all just a bit different. They all work just as well. See what works for you. And my daughter, we created her mind jars when she was about three and a half. We made them together, which was great because... Then the whole process was hers. She chose what color glitter. She chose the color of food coloring. And we made two of them. And one of them is red, one is green. And now she'll use her mind jars sometimes to calm down. And she'll say, I want the red one because that's the one I use when I'm angry. Or she'll want the green one because she's feeling sad. She'll say, no, I need the green one because I'm sad. And it has helped. It doesn't always work. Obviously, we're humans. You know, things aren't always going to work. But it has helped in a number of occasions when she was feeling overwhelmed in her little body with big emotions. I suggested, hmm, do you want to go use your mind jar? And she went in. She shook up her mind jars, placed them da down, watched them settle. And it helped her to get unstuck from the place she was in. So creating a mind jar for your children. I would say this is for ages three and up, even three and a half and up. Um, my daughter's now four and it really works well. Prior to this, it could be a, a fun toy for them, but they're not going to necessarily understand the meaning behind it when they're younger than three. And number four, my suggestion, yoga at home or classroom, is take a popular kid song, change the words and make it about yoga and get moving. So in my classes, I like to sing If You're Happy and You Know It as the warm-up. This is for kids who are ages, say, like two to five. 
Um, so we sing, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. And then I switch it up. I'll say, if you're a doggy and you know it, say woof, woof. And we go into down dog pose. And then I'll say, if you're a cow and you know it, say moo, moo. We get into cow pose. It can be cat pose. We can do snake. We can do rock pose, which is a child's pose. Um, so putting these poses into the song and then hopping into the pose, introducing those animal sounds, all of this is going to get children engaged and excited and moving. So once in a while, we'll do this at home. I'll just start singing the song and we'll do the poses together and my daughter will do the poses. My son will watch and smile and laugh. And it's just a great way to kind of get our sillies out, get us moving, shift the energy. So take a classic kid song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. You could sing that and you could do star pose. That could be feet are wide apart, arms are wide open, and we're swaying side to side in our star pose while we sing Twinkle, Twinkle. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just choose a song and then add some movement to it. Add some yoga poses to it. Make it dynamic. Switch the words a little. And this can be a fun way to just get everyone moving. Finally, uh, number five is read a yoga book. There are so many awesome kids yoga books now that are out on the market. Um, some of my personal favorites, just from my experience with my daughter, that have had an impact on her are Peaceful Piggy Meditation. This is by Carrie McLean. This is a great book about finding calm and pausing and meditating. And it also has a whole section in the back of the book all about the mind jars I described. So this could be a really great book to have around for the children in your life. Good Morning Yoga and Good Night Yoga by Miriam Gates are great books that kind of talk you through different poses. The illustrations are gorgeous. Um, and you can use those morning, night, doesn't really matter. Just you can follow the poses. There are pictures of the poses and simple descriptions that you can go through. Dogi the Yogi by Maria Notarile Scrivan. It's just a fun book about a dog that loves to do yoga and he practices all his poses. And I find it just gets kids moving and excited. And then Lucinda's Magical Yoga Adventure is awesome. It's by Betty Larea, who will actually be a guest on this podcast in a few weeks. And it's got beautiful illustrations, and it's about this little girl who's imagining this yoga adventure. And again, it gets kids moving, gets them doing yoga poses. And then there are just so many more. I love also the Sarah Jane Hinder books. She's got yoga bear, yoga bug, and I think she has two others, and they're just beautiful board books, so great for the, the babies and toddlers, so they're not going to rip the pages, and there's illustrations that show the poses, and they're, they rhyme, so you go through the book, and they're very simple descriptions, and again, gets kids doing the yoga poses, and kids feel drawn to books generally, so just taking out a book, deciding, all right, we're going to read a yoga-themed book. And that's just a great way to bring yoga into the home and classroom. Finally, 
kind of tying all of these things together, I'll just summarize what I said. One is having some type of resonance, so a chime, a bell, a singing bowl, something like that, available in order to signal pause. Number two is using a Hoberman sphere to demonstrate breath. Number three is mind jars, having a mind jar around that can be handy to calm and center children. Number four, having songs you sing together that introduce movement and yoga poses. And these can be classic children's songs that you just replace the words with poses. And number five is having yoga books around that you read with your children or with your students. So number six now, bringing all of these together, is creating a calm down corner. Now, I live in New York City. We do not have a lot of space in my apartment, so I can't create a whole corner. So what I have is a little calm down shelf in my daughter's room. On this shelf, she's got her Hoberman sphere, her breathing ball, right? She's got her two mind jars that have different colors in them. So depending on what she needs, she'll pick one of those mind jars. She's got a few books. Um, I think Peaceful Piggy Meditation is there. I've got another book about being calm. It's uh, with Eric Carle illustrations of The Very Hungry Caterpillar, but it's I think it's called The Calm Caterpillar. And then I've also got something on that shelf that she can squeeze. So it's like this little pineapple toy that you squeeze and it's kind of like, you know, like stress balls that you could just squeeze and let out that energy. So I've got something she can squeeze on that shelf and that's her little calm down shelf. And if we're having a moment where she needs a little assistance in calming herself, I might suggest, do you want to go to your calm down shelf and pick something? Again, does this always work? No, it does not always work. Does it work sometimes? Yes. You know what? And I'll take it. So sometimes it will work and she'll choose the Hoberman sphere and she'll do some deep breaths. Sometimes she'll grab the pineapple and squeeze it. Sometimes she'll grab her mind jar. So just having this little space for her doesn't have to be complicated, but it's this little shelf that she knows she can go to to help her body calm down. It's super cute because sometimes she'll be having some type of big emotion, meltdown, tantrum, whatever you want to call it. And then she can use one of her calm down corner or shelf tools. And sometimes she'll then come out and say, mommy, my body's calm now. And children are so awesome like that. They're so aware of how their body is feeling and will actually feel that shift. And then once the body is calm, guess what? Then our minds can feel calm too. So if you are a parent you don't need a big space, choose like, you can even have a little box that you take out, the little calm down box that has these things in them that you only take out in these special moments. Or if you have more space, you could create a little corner for them. You could have a little cushion where they can sit and rest. Whatever works for you, for your family, or if you're a teacher, maybe you can have a small part of your classroom that has a mind jar and a breathing ball and some books and some sensory things for them to squeeze and you can suggest to children that maybe they want to visit that calm down corner so just keeping in mind that 
once you've got this kind of bucket of tools, if you will, that can help children through imagery, through reading, whatever it is, maybe have it in one space where they can go to it and explore. There have been a few times my daughter has been able to go to it herself without me suggesting it, which I consider a success. Like, okay, she's listening. It didn't work nine out of 10 of the times, but today she decided to visit that calm down space herself. So it's sinking in, right? It's working. So those are your six ways that you can sprinkle in yoga throughout your day with children, with the young children in your lives. Remember, we have one is having a chime, bell, singing bowl, something with resonance to help children pause. Number two, using a Hoberman sphere or breathing ball. Number three, creating a mind jar. Number four, having your yoga songs. Number five, having your yoga books. And number six, bringing it all together, creating a space where all of these things are available. So here we are. We had some ideas on how we can practice yoga as caregivers. We have ideas on how we can practice yoga with children. But what's most important here? Is it having all the right props, all the right books, all the right games? Absolutely not. What's most important is that you find ways to be kind to yourself so you can then be kind to the children in your life. Find ways that you can fill up that cup. Even if you're in a phase of life like myself with young kids where you sometimes you can't fill the cup all the way up. You fill it up halfway and that, that's considered good that day, but try to find things that make you happy so that you can be happy, and then you can shine that onto your children. Ask for help when you need help. If you have the privilege of having family around or caregivers around who can help you, ask for help when you need it. What you do and how you do it is the most important thing and the most important lesson for your children. It's not what you're saying, it's how you are living. So please just remember you are so valuable simply because you were born. As much as you love the children in your life, remember to extend that love to yourself. The best way you can teach kids yoga to the kids in your life is by practicing yoga yourself. And I don't mean by formally taking class every week, although that is awesome if you can do that for yourself. But what I mean is practicing yoga in these small ways that I mentioned. Finding your breath, finding presence in your body, finding times where you can stretch a little bit and give yourself some love in that way. That is yoga. Yoga is not a 90-minute vinyasa class. That's one way that yoga can manifest, and I love vinyasa classes, but that's not always readily available to all of us. Yoga is something that we take ownership of. It's a conscious choice, and in order to give that to our kids, we really have to give it to ourselves first. So, I hope that this helped. I hope this gave you some ideas. The kids in your life 
are going to innately understand these ideas. They have wide open hearts. They love themselves fully just by being born into the world. And it's not until the world teaches them not to that they don't have that love. So they get it. Kids get it. They don't need a lot of explanation. Practice yoga yourself. Have some of these fun ideas ready if you can. Sprinkle in some yoga throughout the day. Let me know how it goes. I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. A few ways you can support this podcast if you are enjoying it, whether this is the first episode you listen to or if you've listened before. Listening each week means so much to me. Reach out, send me a message on Instagram, Facebook. You can email me, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. I've started hearing from people and every single message I receive really invigorates me and makes me feel so good that I'm reaching people. So thank you. You can leave a rating and a review on whatever podcast app you use. You can subscribe to the podcast totally free. You just subscribe and the episode will download automatically every Thursday morning. Share this podcast with a friend if you're enjoying it and you know a parent or a caregiver or a teacher or a yoga teacher that might be interested. And please follow me on social media, the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I post daily little bits of inspiration or usually it's one of my children that are teaching me something that day. And I also update you on the weekly episodes and what each episode covers. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a listener. And please sprinkle in some yoga throughout your day and let me know how it goes. Namaste, everybody. Namaste.